Hello all of you wonderful people out there in podcast land. Welcome to another episode of Black and White Reviews. My name is Will. And my name is Chuck. And this week we're back to talk about episode 6 of the first season of Titans titled Jason Todd. The fact that this episode is titled Jason Todd. <laughs> it bugs me. I hate everything about this episode. I hate everything about this episode. Let's let's get away from the main story. Let's not focus on Titans, which is what the show was called. Let's not focus on the fact that a couple of episodes ago, Raven opened up a portal. I complained about that last episode when we were talking about their whole barn scene and everything, how that wasn't even brought up. Let's just completely abandon this entire storyline right here, right now. We end last episode with a bunch of goons, uh, gunmen, running into a penthouse, all of them armed through the teeth, shooting every which way. They hit nothing. They have worse aim than stormtroopers, which you pointed out. Thank, good, good job. Now I can't get that image out of my head. And <laughs> J- Jason Todd arrives just in time to save the day. Now we're here in this episode, and the whole this whole entire episode. What was the point? What was the purpose? We know that Dick Grayson is having somewhat of an identity crisis. We know that he feels a certain type of way about Bruce. We know that he left. We know that he probably doesn't agree with the road that Bruce is going down. We have established this over the course of five episodes so far. We just need a sixth episode to really hammer that idea home. And I I said this last episode that we talked about. I'll say it again here. At this point, just get it over with and introduce Bruce already. You've teased it enough. And now, and we're going to get into it later, now we find out that, you know, Bruce has a tracking device. A tracking device inside Dick Grayson's body. How that happened, and he has no recollection of it, is beyond me. So, there, there are two possibilities here. Either A... Bruce snuck into Dick's room while he was asleep and just did it while he was sleeping, which is really weird. Or B, he drugged him and inserted this thing into his arm. Either way, Bruce is kind of creepy. That's kind of creepy that Dick doesn't have any recollection of this at all. Um, Jason Todd. Uh, okay, look, I, I understand that Jason Todd is the Titan. He, he It is the, the name that is established. I think the, 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 the casting for this character is spot on, whether you're looking at the comics or whether you're looking at the, 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 uh, the, the cartoon. Perfect. His character in this show is wild. He is, he is the most arrogant, snot-nosed brat I've ever seen on television. He is ridiculous. He is so entitled and arrogant and absolutely out of his mind. I can't wrap my head around very much. There isn't too much that I can say about the Titans, the rest of this team that Dick put together that they're supposed to be protecting Rachel. I can't really say much about them because they were barely in this episode. The show is called Titans, not Robin, not Dick Grayson, which we've gotten enough of. The show is called Titans, and we have to go on this side quest. We have to go on this video game side quest to save a character that we're just now learning about. I don't... I uh, Why? Why? Why is Bruce helping? 
Why is Bruce still involved in Dick's life? Why is he monitoring him? Why does he have a tracking device in him? And we learn about this later. Why does he send Jason for what reason? For what reason? Why? And we learn about this too. Why is Jason Todd able to drive the Batmobile around? Why is any of this happening? Why is this being introduced on this show? You said the last episode was filler. This episode is side quest, and it's not even a good side quest. It's just a bad side quest that left a really bad taste in my mouth. I hated this episode. From top to bottom, there wasn't very much that I enjoyed. And and that's just that's just that's that's how I feel. This was wow. They took a real really rough right turn and it just it just continued from the last episode like we 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 move on from stormtroop legit bad shooting stormtrooper trope into this episode where it's like i can't talk about rachel right now we can't focus on the nuclear family and their heads exploding i can't focus on this portal i can't can't do anything about any of that right now i have to go to milwaukee because reasons goodbye <clears throat> your thoughts well first i want to hear how you really feel about this episode like <laughs> what are your actual th- <laughs> did you like it no <laughs> <laughs> not at all not even a little I'm sure there are parts I'm, when I get when I get to talk about it I'm sure that there are parts that I'll say okay this was cool but for the most part Wow, this was okay. So, yeah. so I agree with a lot of what you said. Here's the whole side character of all the circus people that they're going after. We we didn't need it, except to show the fact that Jason Todd is there to actually help. He's going to become the le- the the head of the the gang, you know, like in the, everything else. Um, the one aspect of it that I wasn't a fan of is every other character got has had their backstory like pepper sprayed into each episode episode. Yep. He gets an entire episode. Yeah. It doesn't feel like the rest of the show at that point. If they were if they wanted to go down you know back flashbacks or you know back and forth or whatever nobody else was even in this episode except for a, a for a few short moments of right. the episode. Yes. Um, I agree with you to, to an extent of it. It's all on Dick Grayson and Jason Todd. Like, yep. It's a, it, it's heavy on the two of them. Yep. Um, what the part I do appreciate is at the very end, we get the, you get the line, you know, how many Robins coming back this time? None. None. Okay, great. So what are you going to do? Who are you? Well, are we you? do we do know we do know that um, Dick Grayson becomes Nightwing. Yeah, oh, that at was some I was point in yeah time down the road. Yeah, we just don't know when. Um, so yeah, there's there's that. But until he becomes Nightwing, like, is he just not going to ever don the Robin suit? ever again that would be so stupid (laughs) that would be so dumb we established in the last episode that he can't really fight without the suit on like like it's dumb it's very comic book tropey fine but this has been a stat no he has to put the okay 
My favorite part of all of this is how butt hurts, how butt hurt Grayson gets. <laughs> Batman let you do that. Bruce Wayne let you do that. Like he let you drive the Batmobile. He didn't let you. Like he let you do all. He didn't let you. Like obviously Grayson, there was an issue that Batman or Bruce Wayne had with Grayson that he doesn't have with Jason Todd. But then Jason Todd's also like. An idiot. I'm just gonna do my own thing. He's a massive idiot. He's he's a massive idiot. He's a, he's a massive he's a idiot. Kid. Yes. Right. Yes. Yes. Which blows. It, it makes me. It makes me think that the only reason why Bruce is letting him do all this is because Jason Todd just seems a little bit more controllable than than Dick Grayson was. Like Dick Grayson is has a brain and can think for himself. Jason Todd, not so much. Not 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 the brightest bulb in the bunch. I'll say that. Yep. It's wild. I don't know what else to say. I don't know what else to say in the opening of this thing. Well, to 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 continue with what we've been talking about, this guy, Karen Walters, was born in 1998. Where did we go wrong? Like, this guy... This guy is 25 years old, and... yeah. 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 What? I'm 41 talking about this 25-year-old. <laughs> well, I mean, I, had well, to, uh, I, I, I couldn't do what I want. I had to go to work. <laughs> that, that, that's it. I, I finished school and I had to go to work. That was, that was why. That's where we went wrong. Maybe I should have went to Hollywood or something and gave it a shot. But this is it's it's wild. It's wild. And you're right. But in your I just maybe it speaks to this actor because I want to punch him in the face. Maybe that's a good thing. Maybe that speaks to his ability of the way that he portrays Jason Todd. Maybe maybe that has maybe that's a thing. I don't know yet. All I know right now is I I hate him. I absolutely hate this character. I think you're supposed to. Okay, fine. But he, fits, but he fits it perfect. Yes. Like yes. he fit he, this actor fits the role. Everything perfect. The arrogance is f- fantastic. I, okay, fine. I'll, I'll say the 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 arrogance of Jason Todd is fantastic. I'll say that. What I don't get, like he even makes fun of dick grayson like my cape is made of this so it can withstand bullets and fire and all this stuff he's like oh yours can't do okay. that like yes okay <laughs> like this all right. kind of tool even that right there like this suit that i'm wearing can withstand a flamethrower from 10 feet away and i'm just gonna look and be like is that all you got but then later on in this episode we watch him get shot and he falls to the ground so no, I I don't believe you about <laughs> being being flame resistant. You were you were downed by a a bullet. Granted, a bullet laced with acid, but still, you got shot and you hit the ground. So you you. I think really it was w- laced with acid. I think it was acid. Oh, <laughs> it, fine, it was acid, but still, you got shot with something right. and you yeah, fell down. You you couldn't you were you were done at that moment and Dick Grayson had to rescue you. You really want to try out this flamethrower from ten feet away? You want to take that on? Cause I'll watch you try. <laughs> That'd be okay. Yep. All right. I'm no, done. I'm, pre- with you. <clears throat> I'm 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 done at the beginning of this thing. Let's just get into this. I want to get into this. 
We begin the episode, and it's a flashback, and we are at Dick's parents' funeral, and the circus people are there. They're mourning. They're laying flowers the whole nine. And <clears throat> Mr. Strongman, the strongman of, of the, the, the circus, Dick really wants to go with him. Like, adopt me. I want to go with you. I don't want to go with Bruce, the whole thing. So um, oh, immediately, immediately, Dick Grayson is very, like, anti-Bruce. I can understand why you would grow up still being anti-Bruce, despite everything that he did. Very anti-Bruce. Wants to go with Strongman. Strongman ain't having any of this. Says, no, Bruce is going to give you a much better life than I can. Fine. I, I, fine. He can give you a better, but still, it's like, he knows you. Like, he knows you. He grew up around you. He probably feels safe with you. He probably trusts yep. you. And you're going to tell this poor kid that just lost his parents, no, sorry, you got to go live with the rich guy in his mansion. Eh. Yep. <clears throat> Meh. I'm with you. Okay. We get back to current day, and the two Robins... Jason Todd and Dick Grayson are dragging Dr. Adamson's body back to the trunk of a car. And we get this whole thing from Jason Todd about how his suit is outdated. Like, like he's just going on, my suit is made of this magical stuff that can withstand a flamethrower from 10 feet away. You got to admit that your suit's a little outdated. I'm the upgrade. I'm better than you. Like, he's using every trick in the book just to get under Dick Grayson's skin. And for the most part, it's kind of starting to work because they're yep. not exactly getting along <laughs> at all. Like, I'm wondering, all. why are you here? What is the purpose of any of this right now? Why is this interaction happening? Uh, okay. He's the he's the upgrade. He's, he's the, upgrade. the replacement. He's the upgrade, and it really and brought, they're making it known. They're very known, and they make a point to even say because Dick asks, "Well, how long have you been with Batman?" Oh, about a year, and that piques his interest because it's like, "Oh, great! He didn't waste any time replacing me." And, again, and you you're absolutely right. He's so mad. Dick Grayson is so butthurt in this moment right now. Like, I've been replaced. You've been, you've been, since the beginning of the show for five episodes, you've been anti-Bruce. And now all of a sudden your replacement you shows care. up and you can't handle it. Why? Exactly. He shouldn't care. Not at if all. He really, if he should not care at all what Bruce is doing. Oh my God, he has the you know the smarts to say, "How did you even find me?" And Jason's, "Oh, the tracker in your arm." And he, Dick here has no idea about this tracker. I think that's creepy. <laughs> I think that's so weird. Oh, hundred percent, hundred percent. I think that's so creepy. Oh my God. So they have to figure out where to go, and Jason Todd knows about a safe house that's in the area. So now. <clears throat> Bruce, Batman, just has safe houses all over the place. You you live in Gotham, but you have a safe house in Detroit. Real, okay, of, because of course you do, because you're Bruce Wayne, right? Yep. Right. Problem. He probably has safe houses all over the place. All over the place. Dick tries to use <laughs> the retinal <laughs> scanner, and it's access he's denied. Out. He's locked out. He's he, locked out. 
And you see Jason talk about, I'll take care of this. I got it. Got it. <laughs> no problem. Right in. Doors and open. you can just see it all over Dick's face. He's mad. He's he so upset. Mad. He's so He's upset. So... They're both they're both on the elevator going up to the penthouse floor or whatever floor they're supposed to be going to in this gigantic building that Bruce Wayne owns. And they're on the elevator and they're both holding their suitcases. And we find out that Jason gets to drive the Batmobile every now and again. <laughs> but he steals it. Bruce doesn't know. He just takes it. No, he no no. I I didn't take it as that. I took it as he probably knows. You think so? Yeah. Because he's an idiot. You can. Control, I mean, Robin. I you mean, can control. If you, if you watch, if you watch Batman and Robin, <laughs> Dick Grayson did take the Batmobile at once. Yeah. I, but and then Batman pulled out the Bat credit card. <laughs> I mean. You, you, <laughs> <laughs> and it said the bat card on yes. it. Yes. Like what? <laughs> what? There's a lot. There's a lot there that I don't understand. But he he can't he can't even like Dick Grayson is having a really hard time wrapping his head around the fact that Jason Todd is able to drive the Batmobile, and so am I. The only explanation I have is that Jason Todd is an idiot, and Bruce can control him a lot better. Like he's going to do what he's told. Basically, like right. you're 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 manipulatable. I can control you better than I could control Dick. So I'm gonna give you a lot more. You want access to all my stuff? Sure. Here, you're not gonna betray me. You want to drive the Batmobile? You're gonna do everything that I say. Blah 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 blah. I actually, I really like that. And I did also did Dick betray Bruce? Wayne? Did Dick betray Batman though? Did Robin betray Batman? We don't know. We don't what know that. Happened. We don't know what happened. We don't. Oh, I have an idea. About what happened, we don't know what happened exactly. I like. I think that. I wonder. My thought process is Batman killed somebody. Yes, that's my. And thought. Robin was like, <gasps> and then goes and kills people. Yeah, like they start. Yeah, yeah. That's basically. Yeah, that's my thought process. That's my. That's my thought process. I do like the line that comes from Jason Todd here about what it's like to be Robin. Like, why do you think Batman makes us wear these really weird and lame colors? We're taking all of the attention, we're targets, so that, you know, Batman can sneak in for the surprise attack. I like that. It explains why Robin has to wear, like, bright yellow and green and, like, <laughs> but, <laughs> like look, look ridiculous. No, but what they did was they took the colors in this TV show and in all the movies... The Graysons, the Flying Graysons, his family, mm -hmm. used these colors. Fine. And they just turned him into this. They just turned it into this suit and became Robin because it's the same colors as a Robin. Um, I, I think that was just another way. It's like the S on Superman. Up until Men of Steel, the S on Superman has never meant hope. Yeah, it's kind of stupid. <laughs> so... so Sure, but it, it, you know this in this one here. It's um, yeah. It's always been the colors of the the flying Graysons. I now I, I appreciate I appreciate that, but I'm just saying it's a really good tactic for Batman. He's using him as here. The look at this flashy thing over here, so that I can sneak up behind you. I that's twisted. <laughs> it's wicked twisted. Imagine like, like <laughs> I'm taking applicants for this role. 
What's the job? Just stand there. Get shot at. I'll take care of the rest. You're going to wear these bright colors so that the bad guys can see you. That way I can sneak up from behind in the shadows. Don't worry. This suit's bulletproof. You won't die. Unless, you know, somebody shoots you in the head. But... Right, acid. or if it's laced with acid, or if it's laced with acid, and you just drop. You you'll be you'll be perfectly fine. That's twisted. That's twisted on a different level. I like that a lot better than just, oh, you're wearing weird colors because it's the color of a robin. I always thought that was stupid. I like this explanation of why the odd colors a lot better than anything else. I think that's kind of cool. Yeah. So they're in this apartment, and. When it comes time, now here's something else that I like. When it comes time for Dick to flex a little bit, he has a really good one because Jason is looking at a photo or or a portrait on the wall of Machiavelli, and Jason has no idea who that is. None, zero, zero clue. He's completely clueless. He's completely <clears throat> arrogant to the entire thing, and Dick actually knows. Probably because he paid a lot of attention to what he was doing with Bruce. Probably because he actually cared about doing his job, unlike Jason, who just wants to hurt people, which we find out later on. And he actually has the quote, If an injury has to be done to a man, it should be so severe that his vengeance need not be feared. And it completely goes over Jason's head. 100%. Yep. Way over. He has no understanding of what Dick is trying to tell him at all. Like, it's like it's, it encompasses what Batman is in this moment. Completely over Jason's head. What does Jason do? He just kind of nods it off, and then he goes off to find beers in the fridge. I love it. Because he has no clue. None. Zero. He has to make. He has to maintain his arrogance and not give away that he doesn't know what's going on. So he just ignores the whole thing. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Pretty much. Pretty much. Yeah. So yeah, he goes off to find beers. So. All the while, Doctor Adamson is tied up in the bathroom. Tied up in the bathroom. They bring him to the bathroom. They handcuff him so to something. So so there's a big there's a big hole here. I'm gonna back up for a second. They go to the elevator to go up the staircase. Dick can't get in because he's locked out. They go up the they go up the elevator together. Yes. Jason Todd gets off the elevator. Grayson says, "I'm gonna go get our friend. I'll be right back." So he goes back down by himself, where he will then again be locked out of the elevator. Because now he has no way to get back into the elevator because Jason Todd's not there to retina scan himself back into it. Yeah. Yeah. This? I don't know. Maybe he'll let him back in. There's How? a button. There's. I don't know. There's a button somewhere. I don't know. I it's have the no- elevator. You can't like you can't operate an elevator from like four stories up for the first floor unless he calls the elevator, goes back down, lets uh, it no. Ah. And then he gets tied up very saw style. I, I think it's 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 fan- like he's it's fantastic. But it's funny. I'm like, okay, how did he get back up? But 
It's one of those things. Like if we don't discuss it, no one will care. <laughs> Probably not. But but this is this is what happens. This is what we do. Right. I have no problem with. That. Listen, listen. It's Bruce Wayne. I'm sure Bruce Wayne would have built in some type of system where it's like, okay, I can let them up. I I mean. And you even see it kind of later on when the rest of the crew show up, how they get up. I'm assuming that they just push a button. It's no stupid. It's real dumb. And it's an oversight, but it is what it is. And the only reason why it's forgivable is because it's Bruce Wayne. That's that's the only reason. And th- I'm I'm leaving it at that. Jason, yep. listen, he's he's off getting beers. Now, Dick is in the bathroom with surgical equipment, a scalpel, cutting open his skin so he can dig out this tracking device. The crazy thing is, is he remembers where everything is. Like, he's he's working his way around everything out of memory because he's been here before. And yes. you see him, like, he knows where things are. He's working with things. Probably. You know. Probably. More than likely, yeah. More than yeah. likely, yeah. But I'm just, I'm amazed that he's able to, like, cut open his skin like not just like the top couple of layers of skin but like cut the flesh without well, like- not just that not just that is at this point in time Corey calls him yep and he's having a conversation Full on conversation with Corey. yep while slicing his arm open yeah absolutely this tracker out absolutely absolutely answering a phone call would be the last thing on my mind at this point he's like, real busy the last thing on my mind. I'll, I'll call you back. Why? I'm cutting my arm open. Yeah. That would have been a conversation. Anyways. Here's the bigger question. Where's the bandage after the fact? Well, he, isn't he wearing like a jacket the whole time? Like for the rest of the episode? Like we don't see his arm again. We don't? I don't, no, I don't remember. We don't see his arm oh. again. I'm sure. Well, maybe he stitched himself up. Well, I know he stitched himself up, but where's the bandage? I don't know. <laughs> It would have been, yeah, you got to, yeah, something, something, Something. you know, even, even, well, maybe not, maybe not. I'm not, he's in the bathroom. Yeah. We don't see him put on a bandage. Nope. Everything just kind of resolves itself and it's over. Anyways, like you were saying, Corey gives him a call. They both give each other the rundown of everything that they're doing. I'm in Milwaukee. You got to get here. Um, oh, by the way, nuclear family, they're all dead. I didn't do it. <laughs> What'd you do? I didn't do it. <laughs> I love it. She, he immediately blames her for them being dead. I, she didn't do anything. I think it's fantastic. It's so funny the way that everything goes down with that. It's fan- so Anyways, the rest of the team, the Titans, they're on their way to Milwaukee to the safe house, which is going to be great. Um, Dick and Jason Tay, they spend a lot of time talking about Bruce because that that's all they have to talk about is Bruce. And Dick thinks Bruce is an incredibly selfish man and that he and Jason are not Bruce's zoo animals to experiment with, which I think is really cool. Go ahead. To your point though, now they have to really just pull the bandaid off and do this because yeah, we have six episodes where, Dick is like, I want nothing to do with Bruce. The last two episodes have been revolving around Bruce. Yes. Yes. Not only are we revolving around him, we're in his 
safe house. <laughs> We're talking about the Batmobile. <laughs> Beast Boy Gar wants to meet Batman. Very like, badly. <laughs> we've met the new Robin. Like mm-hmm. We are all about Bruce Wayne right now yeah. and or Batman. Yeah. Pretty heavy hand. We need to meet. We need to meet one or both of them at some point. I'm guessing if we meet any of them, it'll be Bruce Wayne. It won't be Batman. I hope. Um, I hope. Yeah, I hope it's just Bruce Wayne. Yeah. I don't. I. I, I don't know if I don't know if I'd want to see Batman in the midst of all of that. If you're right, Batman in, what's the point of having the other characters? Like once you like once you introduce Batman, it's like, well, <laughs> this is gonna be this is gonna become real easy. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So I, I, no, I agree with you. I don't want to see that. Anyways, we're continuing on with the two of them talking about Bruce because, of course. So at the end of the entire thing, you know, Dick tries to get Jason to leave. He's like, listen, thank you for letting me into this place. I'm going to use it for a little while. Let Bruce know that I'm going to be here for a while. He's probably not going to have an issue with that. So he can just, he can just do whatever he wants at this point. Dick can actually yep. say, let Bruce know I need this place for a while. Goodbye. And tries to get... Jason can't go anywhere. Jason was told by Bruce, by Batman, go find Dick and give him this. It's an envelope, and inside are pictures of a whole bunch of dead people. Yep. They were sent to His Gotham... His family. They were sent to Gotham PD for... Robin. Why? Because the guy who knows Robin knows who he is. So you're sending. So you're sending. The villain in this villain. The villain in this instance knows who Robin is. Dick Grayson, Robin, Robin is Dick Grayson. The villain knows. I'm fine with the villain figuring things out. Villains should be smart. I'm fine with that. You send it to Gotham PD addressed to Robin. I am going to wager that nobody at Gotham PD is going to raise an eyebrow. Nobody's going to be asking, well, wait a minute. Why would... Why is Robin getting mail here. Well, no, because no one, no, because no, it's like in Superman. If they want Superman, they would call the Daily Planet. Really? Yeah, that's a thing. Is really that's a huge thing. They okay. would, they would contact, they would contact Lois Lane at the Daily Planet to get in touch with Superman. The Gotham PD is just the Daily Planet for Batman. Okay. Because because you have what's his name? Um Gordon. Um uh, Gordon. Commissioner yeah. Gordon. Yes. Okay. All right. Okay. So I, I buy that. I buy that. I'm not going to lie. What I, I, I had kind of a problem with that because it's like you're you're supposed to be like the whole secret identity thing. Why are you receiving mail of the at, at Gotham PD? That made Okay. All right, fine. Well, the part I don't like is they come up to the point where he goes, I think I know who this is. And the the way these deaths happen. And you're thinking it's a villain that we all know, and it's not that villain. Nope. I did not like that. It's clearly pointing in that direction. That, But it's not him. It's not. No. Nope. Nope. Which I was like, 
why why like, wouldn't we got it be? Phantom, we have Phantom of the Opera with his mask here. And, <laughs> yeah. and and the villain that we're all expecting it to be, especially based off these photos, and Dick Grayson going, I think I know who it is. It's a person from my past. Mm-hmm. We're all going, Yep. Yeah. I mean, spoiler before we even get to it, did your did your mind not think Harvey Dent right away when Absolutely. you saw this? Absolutely. 100%. That's the only thing I thought. But it's not. Fantastic. <laughs> They're writing in Harvey Dent. I would be okay with that. I would be perfectly fine with them writing in Harvey Dent. But no. As a, as a past character who kind of pops up here. And yes. There. Absolutely. Yes. But no, it's it's not. It's, 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 not. it's, it's who was the, what was, was it, was it Civil War? The villain in Civil War? Like the most, the lamest thing in the world? How we like I I don't even remember like his motives because it was so stupid. But that oh what was his name? What was his name? I wish Lee was here because he could answer that question. It doesn't matter. Everybody knows what I'm talking about. It was stupid then to introduce like a no name nothing villain where it's like this one thing happened. Oh, the guy whose family got wasted in Sarkovia or whatever there. Like that whole thing, and now you're just carrying it over here. I, I, I will get there. But anyways, we're going through these pictures at the same time. We're going through flashbacks of young Dick walking through the circus. And when we see the character there, happy and very alive and full of life, we cut to the image of them on the picture and they're dead and half their face is singed off. Not just singed off, but like there's one image. Acid burnt. Acid burnt. There's one image where it's like, I don't know how they did one image was like the acid burned it almost burned the color in their eye out and all you saw was the white of the of their eyes that's a really cool aesthetic i think that's kind of wow the imagery here was fantastic yes the image in the still photos is great i love what they're doing in this tv show at least is they're not shying away from the gruesomeness of the fight and the the evil that's going on. They're not shying away from that, especially for a TV show. Right. Like, to, to me, this TV show, except for one or two things, this TV show has had almost movie, movie theater production. I will agree like, with that, yeah. It's very good production. Yes. Um, it None of it's cheesy, none of it's cheap. These photos... Looked really, really good. You get quick glimpses of them as they go through, and you're like, before they even, and my first thought, before they even went into him saying, I know who the, just the photos make you think, I know who this is. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't like that. Yeah. Cause I was like, it, it's pointing yes. this direction. Yes. And we're going this way with yes. It. I did not like that at all. There's a, there's another thing that I don't like about the way that they introduce everything here. So not only is the villain not Harvey Dent, but for whatever reason, there are only like two mob families that are ever brought up when referring to Gotham. It's either the Falcone family or the Maroni family. You can't think of anything else. It always has to be one of those two families that are up to the no good. And in this case, it's the Maroni family. At this point Great. in time, they could have they they could have made up another extension. They could of one have of the done families. anything else. Anything they wanted. They could the have mob done... scene. Yes, the mob scene could have been fine. 
change a different name. That way it ties into Titans, not into Batman. Yes. I right. agree with you 100% here. Yes. And the re- another thing is if you introduce Harvey Dent, Harvey Dent's whole thing, and this, I know this much, Harvey Dent's whole thing isn't just about Batman. Riddler's thing isn't just about Batman. Even Joker's thing just isn't about Batman. It, they're, they're, they're chaotic. They're psychotics. They're right. chaotic people. They'll go after whatever for whatever reasons all the time. All the time. It isn't just solely based around them. But when you, the whole mob element, which is why Batman becomes Batman in the first place because of the mob element, that lays a different kind of punch. You could have, you could have made up any other mob tie, any other red coat, any, any throwaway baddie that you want to hear. Because again, this is like a one and done side quest episode. You could have done anything else. But it has yep. to be the Maroney family. Fine. Fine. I'll, I'm done, and I'll move on from that. Anyways, the rest of the Titans arrive at the safe house. There are introductions all around. Dick wants none of this. He does not want the, the Titan Teen Titan to be interacting with Jason. He doesn't want Jason to be interacting with the Titans. Right? Wants none of yep. this, none of this mixing and mingling. Beast Boy is all about it. Oh my God, you're Robin too. You have a case. Can I meet Batman? Can I meet? He even goes so far as to say, can I be Robin? Like he's even like (laughs) gunning for this job now. I love it. There's two of you. First you see see him. You you have two cases. No. Why are they the exact same case? He's carrying his suit around. He's like, if you, and she's like, if you, Corey's like, if you don't want to be Robin, why do you carry the case around with you? Great question. Valid question. Very valid question. Becomes even more valid later on, and we'll get there. Anyways, Corey and Dick, they have a talk about the guy who's tied up in the bathroom. Uh, They're talking about whether or not Dick wants to be Robin. They talk about how Robin feels about, well, they talk about how Dick feels about being replaced, blah, blah, blah. At the end, he doesn't really know. He's dealing with it. He doesn't know how he feels about being replaced. He's going through the motions about this. You have spent five episodes anti-Bruce, getting away from Robin, the whole thing. It's unsettling to you. And now that you're replaced, it's like all the feelings in the world comes bubbling out. Okay. Okay. All right. Yep. Sure. So anyways, mm-hmm. they're off to see his old friend, the strong man, who they find out is in Milwaukee. How does that happen? Well, they use the computer. They use the computer that can basically look up anybody. Dick doesn't have the password. No, it's it's the it's the it's it, it's it's it, <laughs> it's the bat computer. Sure, Dick doesn't have bat, the bat. That's, that's why that's why Jason Todd has to like. He's like, can you? And he's like, sure. Clicky clicky clack. Yep. Done. He's Done. in. Done. Sure. He's looking <laughs> up all these people, and he needs to find one guy. Is yep. he still alive? Yep, he's alive. He's at this address. He's alive. We're off to see him, and he's bringing Jason with him. So now both Robins are off to find his strong man friend, that long-lost strong man friend, who we meet. 
He's living in his apartment, listening to the radio. He likes to do models. There are models all over the place. That's kind of cool. Um, yeah. And we find out he's a security guard. And as he's on his way to work, the, the it, this image is ridiculous. It's just a guy. We don't see his face, but it's a guy. And he's holding an ice cream cone. And the ice cream is melting. This is the dumbest way to introduce the villain. Oh, melted ice cream. It's melted ice cream. Yep. Why? <laughs> Why not? <laughs> We've already introduced Two-Face without actually introducing Two-Face. <laughs> so Robin and Robin show up to the I'm sorry. Store. Hold on. I'm sorry. I can't get off of this because this right here is... The... This is the most irritating thing that these things do. I cannot stand this. Like if you're let's pretend we're going to go down this road, but we're not going to really go down this road. It, everything points to that. Everything points to that, but it doesn't really. I, I can't, I can't stand that. I Ralph. can. Oh yes. Ralph. Quicksilver. 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 Ralph. The aerospace engineer. This is on the same line. This as is that. on the same level. And this you is know what? absolutely on the same level. And that's probably why the what made Ralph worse was Quicks like it was the exact same character that played Quicksilver. The same actor. It was the same, same actor. actor. <laughs> and at least with this, you're, you're, it's a different actor, and it's a bad guy. It's not one of the main characters, but he's a main villain. Yeah. And it all point like you have a guy whose face is half burnt off through acid. Hello. Hello? Like, how, how much more on the nose can you be? But then, nope, not him. I 100% agree with you. This, this is the most... I cannot stand it when production companies or not... When directors and, yeah, and production companies do this in a show or a movie. The it only, is infuriating. The only explanation that I can think of as to why it would be done like this is because they want to misdirect the audience. Like some, it's like somebody, it's, it is like somebody, like somebody at, at the meeting when they're coming up with this concept said, oh, we're pointing in this direction of it being two-faced. And then somebody else goes, well, that's pretty obvious. Let's make it somebody different. Sure. Yeah. Halfway through, we changed our minds. <laughs> no, no. I, I think you're already you're already teasing Bruce Wayne, Batman. You're already laying that on pretty thick. You if can... they wanted, if they wanted to make this Two Face, and then he gets killed, fine. Okay. Dick Grayson kills him. Fine. Uh, yeah. Like, fine. He, like because Batman never does it, Dick Grayson can. Right. Great. This is we're seeing we're seeing the end of a chapter, and that is, I would have appreciated that more mm -hmm. than what we got here. Because what we got here, I was not I was not happy with. It, like it makes not at all, not at all. So like I was saying, Robin and Robin show up to this nightclub, and uh, the bouncer's not letting Jason in. He shows a fake ID. Robin Pliskin. 
why does the alias always have to be Pliskin? Have you ever seen Escape from L.A. or Escape from New York with, um, what's his name? No. It, yeah, yeah, it, it, it goes in. It goes in. Was it Kurt Russell? Yes. No. Yes. It was Kurt Russell. Yeah. With the eye patch. Yeah. With the eye patch. They play in the whole they, they they do almost the entire Pliskin thing. They do it in, in uh the Metal Gear Solid game, uh, Metal Gear Solid 2. They do that whole thing. Like the alias always has to be Pliskin for whatever reason. I'm not even sure most people would understand the 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 play on Pliskin, so I don't know why they do it here. It's really weird. It's outdated. Like you can think of other things to do. That that kind of bothers me. It doesn't matter. Dick gets into the club, immediately approaches, you know, Mr. Strongman who's over there guarding an entrance to a you know VIP lounge or whatever, and they recognize each other after he right says, away. Almost right away, Haley Circus or whatever. That's that's what Dick says to introduce himself, like Haley Circus, and they embrace, and it's a moment, and it's cool. I have no I have no problem with that. They sit down, they're drinking water, they're having a talk about all of the other circus people that are that are killed and dead now, and it's just it's supposed to be really sad and it's a moment. And uh, Jason sneaks into the club. While Dick and Mr. Strongman are sitting down having their conversation about everything, Jason sneaks into the club and he decides that he's going to hit on the wrong woman because her boyfriend gets up and says, listen, what are you doing, buddy? And they almost get into a fight. Dick goes to intervene. And before anything can happen, there is a massive explosion. Yep. So we can put all that to bed. There is a massive explosion. Okay. Okay. We're outside now. Minutes have passed. Not tens of minutes, but a couple minutes. of minutes have passed. Enough time for this guy, whoever he is who caused this explosion, to sneak into the club, subdue the strong man. Keep in mind the strong man, he's like 300 pounds of muscle. This guy's built like an ox. And this guy that we find out it's later tiny. on, this five foot nothing, 120 pound nothing of a guy was able to sneak into the club amidst all this chaos, subdue yep. the strong man who's 300 pounds of pure muscle, incapacitate him, and bring him to some unknown location all within a few minutes. Yep. No. No, this makes no sense. This is this is so illogical. This makes no sense at all. But you know what? We'll we'll we're just gonna we're gonna keep on going. We're gonna run with it. Anyways, he gives Jason, well, not Jason. He gives Dick a call or texts him. Do you want to save him? No, 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 not even. Does he? No, he calls him. He calls him, and they go through the whole thing. Uh. In a roundabout way, I come to find out that this is somebody's son who's very mad, very, very angry. I hate this. I hate this. I hate this villain. I hate this reveal. I hate because this he reveal. Okay. So, he gets the phone call. It's somebody's son. He's very upset. Wants Dick to pay. Later on, there's a text message. Do you want to save him? 
I'll be in touch with you in an hour, and you're going to meet me at whatever location. Perfect. Great. We get a flashback. We get a flashback. Mob guy. Some guy named Tony. Whatever. Tony is the guy that killed Dick's parents. Right? Yep. <clears throat> killed Dick's parents. Works for the Maroney family. Works for the Maroney family. Now, Dick Grayson, who is not a detective yet, is able to be in the room watching the monitor, and he's not happy about what's going to happen because guess what? Tony, he's going to turn over evidence. He's going to, you know, switch sides for immunity and protective custody, and he's going to testify against the Maroney family, and he's going to get set free, and Robin is having, well, Dick Grayson, whoever, is having absolutely none of this. He's very upset. He makes some comments about, you don't do this with a guy like Tony, blah, blah, blah. You lock him away for life, and then when he dies, you bury him under the prison and then burn the prison down. All while, his son, Tony's son, is right there listening to everything. So there's already that little bit of tension there, right? Later on in the evening, during the transportation, Robin ambushes the transport that Tony is in, takes out the guards who are armed, takes them out, and just proceeds to beat the holy hell out of this guy. Yep. He's going to kill him, but has a second thought. He's going to throw him over the bridge, first of all, but then has a second thought and just continues to beat him up. Now, I, and I, this is, I hate this too. Whenever you see a fight scene and somebody's getting pummeled, there should be like blood everywhere. Somebody should be all bruised up. That's the one thing that they, they lived did really well. When the two of them had their back alley brawl, they showed up to the hotel. They were puffy. They were swollen. They were bloody. They looked like they had been in a fight. This Tony guy doesn't look like he has a scratch on him. There's actually a part where you see Dick kick him in the shin or the leg or whatever, and you hear the audible crack. But then later on, when the mob shows up to take care of business, Tony is able to, like, run. He's not limping or hobbling or whatever. He's, like, running, trying to run away, almost like the injury never happened at all. That made absolutely no sense either. That that really bothered me. I don't, whatever. But anyways, the Maroney family, they show up, and Robin does absolutely nothing to save this poor Tony guy, and the Maroney mob family take take Tony out. They shoot him full of holes, smoking holes. The holes that was pretty are, cool. <laughs> the holes were it was pretty cool. Seeing all the holes in in Tony's body, no blood. Seeing all the holes in his body and they're all smoking was a really cool visual. I'll I'll yeah. give this scene that. But aside from that, this whole thing was so stupid. This <laughs> this this whole entire like flashback cutscene of first of all Gotham PD allowing somebody who's not a cop, not a detective, nothing, be in the room to look at a monitor why somebody is like the whole evidence thing completely incompetent to even let him there in the first place. Why? Okay. And then the oh, ambush. No. Then the ambush and I'm gonna beat you up and I'm going to almost break your, your, your ankle, your shin, your leg, or whatever like that. The injury isn't going to take. You're not going to look like you were in a fight at all. You're barely bleeding from, from your face where I was pounding you for, for a few seconds. Sure. All that makes total sense. All this makes total yep. sense. 100%. Oh, my God. Okay. Makes no sense whatsoever. So, yeah. Tony gets shot to death by the Maroney family, and that's the end of that. 
all while Robin watched as it happened. We get back to present day. Dick knows where he has to go. He goes into the building. Well, no, 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 before that, before that, before he's about to leave, he looks at Jason and says, listen, you want some advice? Stop being Robin. He's not teaching us how to fight. He's not teaching us to be vigilantes. He's teaching us to be his weapon. That's what it is. Get away from him and you'll be better off for it. And we think that's the end. And off he goes to go save his friend. We get to a warehouse where the strong man (laughs) is tied up, chained up, and hanging by a rope. Again, again, we find out the villain. The villain is his son. He's a five foot nothing, 120 pounds and nothing. How did he? Strong man should have taken him out. Easily. Very easily. Very easily. One punch. One solid punch to the face. That would be toast. And this guy is all over. There's no problems here at all, but no, he's the villain. And okay. Anyways, he blames Robin for everything. He says, you know, after my father got killed, after you let my father get killed, the Maroney family came from my mother, came from my sister, came from my fiance, tried to come from me, but I lived. And then he take, like you said, Phantom of the Opera takes off that side of his mask and his face is just this is yes two-face two-face but not two-face it should be two-face it should be this should be two-face 100% this should be Harvey Dent 100% 100% this should be Harvey Dent but it's not nope Oh my God. While while Tony's son is given the whole exposition dump of everything that happened to his family, Jason Todd has a surprise attack from above, and that's basically the end of this entire situation. We we handle the villain of this side quest in a matter of seconds. Pretty quickly. Oh yeah. Doesn't take that long at all. No. Doesn't take that long at all. Anyways, while He's on the ground, and this is the problem I had. While the villain is on the ground, he pulls out a gun. Now, whether it's a bullet laced with acid or just a straight acid bullet, shoots Jason Todd, and Jason Todd goes flying back, and he's done for for a couple of minutes. And, you know, Dick has to come in and save the day and rescues, you know, Jason from from being shot all over again. It's pretty violent. It, It is what it is perfectly fine my whole thing was we just heard him tell a story about my suit is so much better than yours i can withstand a flamethrower from 10 feet away this is this is one bullet that hit you in your very fancy suit and you were on the ground unmoving yep 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 okay okay anyways we're almost done the cops arrive i don't know why I don't know I don't know why the cops got there. I didn't see anybody call the cops. Nope. I didn't hear any kind of like scuffle or commotion or like a whole bunch of gunfire that would like let the cops know where I don't know how the cops know where to go. They no they clue. didn't tell that at all anywhere in there. 
Anyways, Jason says, I'm going to take care of this. And he goes out and takes out these cops very violently. He's bashing faces in. He's breaking noses. He's breaking bones. He's stabbing them. He's shooting them. He broke somebody's back. He spikes somebody on the ground. I'm almost positive a couple of these cops are dead. Like there's 100%. no, there's no well, way. He, he, he fall, with the guy he broke his back. He like he falls back and makes him fall on his knees. Like like full on. Oh yeah, this is this guy's, rough. Oh yeah. This is they even do a close-up shot of Jason bashing one guy's face into cement. Like and I and I I do like that. Normally when you're watching a movie and you see like that happen it's like you're bashing somebody's face into the concrete. It's like over and over and over and over again and then you look at their face and it's like barely a scratch. Like there's a little puddle of blood or whatever like and it's fine. Here it's one and the way that the effect was done with like the sound effect and just the way that it was in slow motion and you saw the like his forehead bounce off of the concrete was pretty cool. I it looked really painful. I like that. I think that was really cool. But like I said, some of these cops who survive, there's no way they survive this. Jason is absolutely killing people. Like, just this version of Jason Todd is absolutely out there doing whatever he wants to do. He's taking people out however he wants to, which says a lot about some of the things that Bruce might be teaching him. I think that's that's the big takeaway from this. I thought that yeah. this I thought this entire fight scene was fantastic. No, it was really cool. Okay. I just I just, they are taking Robin to the superhero people to a place where they are, where they're willing to kill. Yeah. The character of Batman ends up there anyways. So I'm not mad about it. The, like, like there, there have been like whether you're watch well, not so much the cartoon, but like the animated yeah, movies, <clears throat> the animated yes, movies, the comic books. Like the older Batman gets, the more fed up with Gotham he becomes. Like eventually, he descends into this madman. Which right, but that's um, the whole thing with Robin, though. Is Robin, you're supposed to be better than me. It, it's, right, it, it's always been that. Like when you have your sidekick or your the person you're raising up. You're supposed to be better than me. Right. Robin is worse than Batman in this case. Um, at least Jason Todd is. Yeah. Yeah. It it I I like this. I like that they're going into like these versions of a lot of these comic stories where it's not cut and dry. It's not, you know, milk toast sugar cookie uh nonsense where it's like the clear cut good guy and bad guy. I like the ambiguity. I like I like the gray area, the I I I like that. So much so that there's one it makes me want one story more than anything where and I forget who it was, but it was probably some mob boss that does eventually kill Batman. And Joker loses his mind because they took away his favorite toy. And in some ways, he kind of becomes the hero. And he wants to avenge Batman's death. Like, that's a that's a storyline that I've wanted on screen for years. And seeing, right. seeing things like this makes me hopeful that eventually we'll get it. Like clearly, like clearly, there there are storytellers and writers out there who aren't afraid to tackle these stories, even though that they are dark. 
that's one that's way that that storyline for Joker's way out there. I would love to see that. Seeing things like this makes me really hopeful. If they're if they're yeah. not shy about telling the story of Batman losing his mind and going down this path, they shouldn't be shy about telling stories like that of Joker becoming the hero that avenges Batman's death. I like that idea. I also like the idea of Bruce Batman teaching the wrong thing and it, because he's lost his mind because he's completely lost it he's completely right. lost the plot i like that too i like that dick saw this happening and saw it happening to himself and left it makes sense that jason is like this like like it's almost like it's almost like it's almost like dick is looking in at what he could have become like this could have very easily been been Dick's future, just being as violent as humanly possible and taking your anger out on cops, killing cops potentially. This is what Dick would have became if he didn't get away from Bruce. Now we're seeing somebody who like can't break away from that. I think it's I think it's cool. I think it's a great way to tell a story. I agree. Anyways, while all the madness is going on, Dick overhears everything runs out, he puts an end to everything, and we get some really good back and forth. How Jason, his his whole thing is like, the difference between you and me right now is I know who I am. I go out with Batman, I beat up bad guys, do I do this on the side without Bruce knowing about it? Yeah, but you know what? I have no qualms about who I am. You're the one crying about you're not Robin while you're standing in front of me wearing a Robin suit carrying that case all over the country and that's basically i it's a really valid point it's a right. really good he point. really puts as much of a punk he is and the attitude that he has he really puts grayson in his place right yes here. very much so which is really wild right. which is really why i like that i really like that anyways it's a point taken jason takes his leave <laughs> the cop that he broke his back he gives him another kick in the back of the head. There's another woman cop who's, like, struggling to even stay, like, conscious. He just kicks her legs out of the way, and Jason leaves in a huff. It's perfect. Like, his exit yeah. is perfect. I really enjoyed that. We're back at Mr. Strongman's apartment, and, you know, Jason is patching him up. Not Jason, I'm sorry. Dick is patching him up, doing the whole thing. And we, we find out that he's not too bright. He knows, he now knows that Dick is Robin, and he's like, does Bruce Wayne know you're working with Batman? <laughs> what? He can't put two he and two together at this it, point. He can't, like, he can't put it together. He just can't put it together. But it's whatever. Anyways, he's on his way back to the Titans because he tells Corey, I'm on my way back, and Corey asks, well, how many Robins should we expect? And Dick just says, zero, no, zero, and credits. <laughs> what? Okay. I like your idea of Nightwing. So we will see what happens. Well, it's not my idea. He becomes Nightwing. No, no, I know. I know he becomes Nightwing. I'm just saying we'll see what happens in terms of the show. Like, is he going to become Nightwing on the show? I like, would imagine completely so. abandon the Robin persona and become Nightwing. That would be cool. I would imagine so. That way they can make room for 
Jason Todd to become Robin. That would make sense. Jason Todd to become the leader of the Titans. Well, no. He, Dick Grayson will still be the leader. It's just Jason Todd will be Robin. Robin? Yeah. So Only in Teen Titans is he is Robin the leader. You think Jason no. Todd you think Jason Todd abandons Bruce? He is to become part of the Titans, he's got to. Yeah. Yeah. At some point he's got They to. could do something like that. I think that would be kind of cool. How they'll do it, I don't know. Neither but do they'll I. have to do it at, they'll have to do it at some point. At some point they're um, gonna have to do it. At some point, right. they're going to have to do it. Um, the one, the, the last thing that I'll say is this episode was titled wrong. It's titled Jason Todd. It shouldn't be titled Jason Todd. It should just be titled Coping Robin. Over Bruce. Or, 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 yeah, that's another way. Robin. It should just be called Robin because that's what this entire episode was about. Like I said, I hated this episode. I think this is the worst episode that we've seen so far for, for the simple reason that the show was called Titans. And I want more of that. Again, episode four ended with her opening a portal, and we have yet to, and we haven't explored that. Two episodes later, and we still haven't really explored what that's all about. Why? I don't understand. I really don't understand. And it's not like this is an overly long series that's on, you know, ABC or Fox or something like that, where it's like 25, 26, 7 episodes a season. No, they're short. Right. They're concise. There's, what, 13? I think that should be a thing, but it is it it is what it is. I will yep. I will reserve my judgment for the next couple of episodes and see where exactly they go. I really hope they pick back up the storyline of focusing back on the Titans if they decide to bring Jason Todd into the fold and it's like kind of like a redemption arc I think that would be kind of cool but for the most part this episode to me was a a large disappointment and just bleh. Bleh. so again how do you really feel about this I, episode I, I just want to be done, I just want to be done talking about it man <laughs> <laughs> I'm with you. This one, this one was a hard one to go through. Yeah. It was difficult. Yeah. Agreed. It was very difficult, but you know, what are you going to do? So nothing you can do. Exactly. But, but listen. I'm hoping that I'm hoping that we get more answers. I hope we do get the portal thing. Yeah. We were going to have to at some point, because if her dad is the villain, Rachel's dad is the villain. We'll have to see how, when, why, where, what, the whole the whole nine yards. Um overall still, I like this TV show. Um, so do I. So do I. I don't want I don't want anybody to think that I don't like it. One episode isn't gonna kill it for me. But yeah, yeah I'm with you. It's not it's not Book of Boba Fett where you had two good episodes and the rest were junk. Um this right here so far is like one and a half iffy F like one bad one and one iffy one. Mm -hmm. So I'm 100% with you on that one. So, right. Bye. All right. Well, with I'm, that, I'm good I'm, if you're good. I'm good. I am exhausted. <laughs> I'm going to yeah, end this recording. I'm going to get off with you and I'm going to sleep. I'm with you. All right. Have so, a good one, everybody. All right, everyone. Have a great one. Okay. Uh,